Hi everyone, my name is Josh Mason and welcome to episode 101 of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time, that being Limitless Wrestling. On this week's show, we'll look back at the January 1st Restival show available now on IWTV that saw a match of the year candidate already. It's pretty good one day in. We look ahead to Saturday, January 22nd for Cut Loose at the Yarmouth, Maine Amvets. We also look ahead to the return of Let's Wrestle. Can you believe it? It's coming back. Let's wrestle. Join me as always is the owner, the leader, the grand poobah of Limitless Wrestling, the one and over Randy Carver. Randy, happy new year. We're here, 2022. I know. Happy new year, Josh, and happy birthday as we record <laughs> this. It's Josh's birthday today. Um, a lot of fun stuff coming up in the world of Limitless Wrestling, like you said. Cut Loose coming up on the 22nd. Let's wrestle coming up February 5th. Uh, we're going to talk about all that today, but we're going to start with Restival. Uh, a lot of fun this weekend. Uh, everybody who came out, we appreciated it. It was an awesome turnout for our debut in Worcester and uh, awesome to be live streaming again on IWTV. Certainly. Yeah. I'll tell you, I have the easiest wrestling birthday to remember because it's always on January 4th. So it's always Wrestle Kingdom. That's the easiest oh, thing for me okay. to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Did you watch? Uh, no, no. <laughs> late at night. Yeah. It's late. And I don't have like, uh, I, I watch so much wrestling anyway. I'd love to watch more J Japanese stuff, but it's like, where am I going to fit it in? You know what I mean? So, how much wrestling do you watch per week, roughly? Um, not as much as you might think. I probably watch four hours, maybe give or take. Okay. I, I watch uh, Rampage and Dynamite because I do stuff for the Observer site on that. I don't watch. I don't watch AWB really. It's just uh, it's just not entertaining for me. We have coverage for that on the site. I'm like. I I watch I don't watch a lot, but I am aware of everything that is happening. Where I can write news posts without even seeing a match, like Impact Wrestling, for example. I do a lot of the Impact news posts for the website, and I have not watched an Impact match in I don't know how long. But I just know from editing stories and posts, I kind of I know all the storylines and everything, so it's easy for me to like write that stuff. But I don't necessarily watch it, so it's kind of the best of both worlds. Um, I'd love to watch more. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just hard to kind of fit in the time and, and do all that. So I think between, um, yeah, between AEW, I watch, uh, I'm still catching on with some like the road stuff from Limitless. So I'll watch, you know, a few hours of that a week. Um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say maybe four or five, give or take. Yeah, that's, that's a solid amount. Yeah. Keeps it fresh. I like to watch a lot of other like TV shows and movies and pop culture stuff anyway so kind of course it, it can't keeps be it wrestling fresh. all the time you know? no no and it also keeps it fresh you know what i mean like i don't want to like fall out of love with this thing that i've been loving since you know i was a kid you know so sure. yeah that's you know yeah so uh yeah um cool well let's uh yeah before we start uh if you're listening to the show uh via apple podcast or youtube or anything like that please subscribe like the video on youtube rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening to it on Spotify, any of that good stuff as well, um, certainly helps us out quite a bit and uh, greatly appreciate it. Hopefully, getting more publicity for this here podcast in 2022 because it's uh, unique. We're past 100 episodes and we're uh, we're off and running with uh, the road to 200. So we'll talk about Restival, um, the event I will always refer to in my mind as Welcome to Worcester One for Limitless Wrestling. And tell, it's a different crowd. Um, that's what I was, you know, kind of curious about. We were talking about it a little bit beforehand, but you know, you're you're out of the Amvets, you're out of um, even Herman or again, you know, really New England. Um, in, in or not really New England, but kind of like your normal normal places that you run. But tell me about you know the day, 
the crowd, what was different, things like that. Give people a flavor of like how from a behind the scenes standpoint, this is so much different than say your typical event day for Limitless. Well, I don't think that I had ever run a show in a venue that I had never been to yet. I've actually never been to the White Eagle until I stepped foot in there on Saturday. So that was a little change in pace for me, but um, I had a lot of fun. Uh, so many new faces in the crowd. That's always exciting to see. I think a lot of the Worcester faithful who are there for the Beyond Wrestling shows were there for a lot of events this weekend, including the Limitless debut. Um, but yeah, it was uh, roughly about a four and a half to five hour drive from my place. So I think uh, it's pretty close to the Enfield, Connecticut house of pierogies that we ran with Blitzkrieg pro in terms of distance away from where I'm at, but uh, nice, easy drive had uh, a lot of the limitless dojo students made the trip with us and were super helpful for the day of restival. So I want to give a shout out before I forget to Jacob drifter uh, to Levi to Jason Gleets, Rick and, of course, uh, our referees who are there as well, Nate Speckman and Eric Greenleaf, who were helping hands all throughout the day. But um, it was a really fun day. I actually wished that I had gone down to the festival sooner. I just couldn't make it down for Friday or Thursday's events there. But it was a loaded weekend, seven events. And I kind of wondered what that would do to a crowd for the very last show of the weekend. But they were raucous. They were wound up screaming before the show even started steve the turtle for folks who are there you know but i think you know online too i I haven't got to watch the entire stream back yet but steve the turtle was on another level he was hollering and hooting and winding people up just about doing rich paladino's job from the timekeeper's station um (laughs) he uh before the show started the funniest moment of the day was him coming over to the commentation station with top shelf Troy and Johnny Torres and saying hello to top shelf, Tony Spencer, which is absolutely not his name and asking (laughs) Johnny Torres how he was doing from an injury that happened over six years ago. Um, I I don't know. I I loved having turtle back in the mix. He was around all day and just uh, so much energy with him. And that translated to the live crowd as soon as the show started. So I had a great time. Uh, I think that this is going to be something that happens again after talking with Drew Cordero about it. And uh, I'd hope we'd be a part of it again because uh, awesome environment in Worcester, awesome environment at the White Eagle. And I had a lot of fun. Uh, for those that don't know who Steve the Turtle is, is he just he's a a, a huge wrestling fan, I assume. And obviously, you know, people could definitely hear him and see him on the broadcast. Richard Ferdinand at, uh, at, at several times, I believe. And he was uh, he was in it. But for those that don't know, can you tell who he is? Steve the Turtle is a professional wrestler, my friend. Oh, um, no kidding. Steve All the right. Turtle has been a wrestler for years. He's been a uh, a fixture of the Northeast wrestling scene for a long time, dating back to the Wrestling Road Diaries. Uh, I believe Danielson and Cabana, I think, stay at his house, and he shows off his extensive DVD collection. No um, shit. Turtle was around like uh, Chikara back in the day. He's been a fixture at Beyond Wrestling events, especially when they were in Rhode Island, because he is a Rhode Island native. But uh, Steve the Turtle came up for the entire weekend and was raucous, I heard, every single day of the weekend. So uh, it was cool to see him. He actually came up to a lot of the year one Limitless Wrestling shows. He was on the call for Chris Hero, Zack Sabre Jr. back in the day. Um, But I have not seen Turtle in years. So uh, that was fun to see him again. There was a lot of people who I hadn't seen in quite some time who were uh, at the event this past weekend in one sh- way, shape, or form. So that was cool. 
Yeah. And uh, where were you? I didn't see you on camera at all. I know you weren't on, on commentary, as you mentioned. Were you able to just kind of, able to en- like enjoy and just kind of watch the show, or what, what were you doing? This was like uh, logistics wise, like super easy because uh, there weren't as many moving parts on a show like this as there would be in Yarmouth. Um, this was more of a showcase style kind of event. So, uh, and a lot of the pieces were already set in place because it was a fest kind of weekend. So, the ring was already there. The only thing that had to be done in between our show and H2O was a little cleanup after the H2O barbed wire massacre main event. And uh, we had to switch the canvas and the ring skirts. And that was really it. The ring was already set up. The chairs were already set up. Uh, There was an entranceway already there. The music was there all weekend. So there was really minimal things you had to worry about other than showing up there and having a show, which is uh, a lot of stress relief on my part. So it was a super easy day. Uh, I was over by uh, the like sound table and right by where the stream was being cast by the commentators booth. So uh, I was kind of to the right side of where Torres and Top Shelf were just kind of overseeing anything and uh, just kind of making sure that everything was set on the music front because I didn't really get a chance to talk to him in between events. But uh, shout out to Coral as well, who was uh, manning the music all weekend for every single event. That's got to get tiring after a while. So, And Rich Palladino, too. Rich Palladino, the camera crew, which included our own John Roy. uh, They did every single event this weekend, seven wrestling events. That's a lot of stuff. So uh, shout out to all those crew members who really made this happen. Well, if you can't, if you have not watched the event at this point, you can again see it on IWTV. It's uh, under the Limitless Wrestling feed, that portion of the show. It's about two hours, eight minutes, I believe. Very fast watch, very quick watch, and yeah, definitely check it out. We'll go over what happened here. And um, I apologize, Randy, I jinxed you. Uh, I was talking to you off air last week and saying that, well, you know, there's any COVID issues or you know flight issues or anything like that. You got plenty of talent around there. Lucky you're like, ah, everything seems to be pretty good so far. And you had some card changes, so that was a. Uh, a little bit of a complication during the day, but everything seemed to, at the end, seemed to work out, huh? Yeah, and uh, I, it was kind of anticipated. I was just watching the trajectory of how things were going, and uh, a lot of places actually felt the brunt of it before we did. Um, Blitzkrieg Pro obviously had a, a ton of people who were pulling off for one reason or another, whether it was COVID or concern. So uh, they ended up pulling off the fest completely, which ended up putting wrestling open in their uh, in their position for 1 p.m. on Saturday. Um, that actually helped us out a little bit in seeing, you know, who was in the area and who would be available to take a spot later in the night. But yeah, we had some changes. I mean, Trayvon Jordan, uh, literally Thursday ahead of uncharted territory, he was supposed to team with Jalen Brandon against violences forever tested positive for COVID, uh, as did Ashley Vox ahead of the event who was scheduled to wrestle Jody threat. So, uh, want to say that they were, uh, in good spirits when I spoke with them and, doing well all things considering so we still send our best to them uh getting better by now hopefully um and also on this show uh davian who was slated to take the position of ashley vox when we found out that she tested positive davian uh left the weekend concussed after eating a knee to the face off a moonsault on friday afternoon so she was in uh no in no way able to compete on saturday made the smart decision, pulled herself off the events she was scheduled for. And uh, we hope she's doing better as well and is ready for competition again soon. Well, let's get into who was there and the opening match of the night, Becca versus Anthony green. This is a competitive match between the two. Um, Moodalock, uh, Becca put on the Moodalock, could not put Anthony green, Anthony green away early. 
He was able to get to the ropes, back again to belly to belly, turnbuckle cover goes flying. Thought that was going to come into play later in the match. It actually did not. Moonsault, uh, back hit this nice looking moonsault to AG on the outside, hit a 450 on the inside, got only a two count. And then clean in the middle of the ring, back again, the mood lock again on Anthony Green for the tap. Just like that, in the middle of the ring, Becca picks up the victory. Big win for her. AG after the match, taking a scrunchie and putting it on his very long hair. So he is a member of the scrunchie squad. The second straight win for Becca. Big win to open up the show. I think this could be one of the biggest wins of her young, limitless career uh, thus far. And I do believe AG did meet the steel after that turnbuckle went flying. Okay. Right before the 450 splash. Um, He was drilled into that by Becca. Dropped him in the center of the ring. That didn't do the trick, like you said, but the Moodle Lock did. We also got to meet Hoot Green, AG's pug, making its first public <laughs> yes. appearance on camera. How about that? I literally, Josh, I looked down for a second, and I because I was, uh, I think I was putting the tweet out there about the stream, and I looked back up, and then Hoot is in the ring with Anthony Green. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? You can't uh, look down for a second at a limitless wrestling show, Randy. You're the owner. You should know I that. I know. It all happened so fast. But uh, awesome opening contest here. Becca on another level right now. And uh, I do think you have to take into account Anthony Green, two hours before this match, was in the ring with an H2O standout Marcus Mathers. And they had about a 20-minute war just a few hours ahead of this match with Becca. So you wonder if Anthony Green had a full gas tank. But regardless – Becca picking up a huge win. Anthony Green, a loss, derailing his momentum. An amazing performance here, and Becca able to pull it off and get a huge win heading into her matchup on the 22nd. We then move on to a six-person tag, Trios Action. Art defeating the main event and Love Doug. Originally, supposed to be Waves and Curls, but you mentioned they were out due to COVID, and we didn't know who was going to team with Love Doug. So Doug comes out. Found some old rivals of art, the main event. Doug sporting a nice shiner on his eye. Must have sustained that at some point during the weekend. Fans love this. They were really into the, they love Doug, of course, as everyone does. Main event they love. And yeah, people were into this from the start. This was uh, this was really fun. Uh, Aaron Work was brawling with Love Doug in the outside and locked the guy out of the building, which gave the advantage to art. Uh, Jay Lyon had uh, Ava Everett and spinning on the inside, nice airplane spin. And then Aaron Work stuck in the ring. Kick line low, and then Ava Everett gets the roll-up pin, giving Art their second straight victory, both coming with main event on the losing end of things. And Art, I mean, you don't want to give uh, give them any confidence now because they're going to tell everybody about it. But, yeah, they they did the job, picking up a trios win, and Love Doug eventually made his way inside the building. But this is a, a big win for Art. Yeah, I would hate to give them a confidence boost, but I think they already have it. Two straight for Art. Uh, once again, getting by the main event, got to be frustrating for them. I thought it was a good pull by Doug. And, uh, we did talk to Doug ahead of this matchup when we found out about Trayvon, figure out what the best route of, uh, action was going to be. It was his suggestion. He said, let's bring back the main event. Uh, a couple guys who want to get, you know, some revenge on art for a loss just a few weeks ago, but they couldn't do it here. Even though I do have to say love Doug in the main event looks very good as a trio mm-hmm. unit, but, uh, just didn't come to fruition for them that night. Art uh, establishing themselves as the unit to be reckoned with in Limitless Wrestling, getting their second straight trios victory. Yeah, big win for them. Uh, Jody Threat. So Jody Threat comes out, and or at least, uh, sorry, Rich Paladino makes the announcement that Davian's not going to be there uh, due to sustaining an injury, and that Jody Threat was without an opponent. Jody Threat says, F it, comes out anyway, and had an open challenge. Initially, he was supposed to fight Ashley Box and Davian. 
to the open challenge. And from behind, Randy Mortar attacked her. And the match was on. The open challenge was signed. And this was a uh, it's a hard-hitting affair. Mortar was aggressive throughout the entire match. Really took it to Jody throughout the entire match. And the end came when a uh, nice little sequence here, Jody Threat. Hitting double knees into the back of Mortar while he was uh, on the ropes. That went into a German suplex. Then she hit a spear. And then hitting an F5 to put away Mortar. Again, very hard-hitting match. Snaps a two-match losing streak and limitless for Jody Threat. And she ends up victorious. Uh, rolled with the changes. And again, she was attacked from behind. But uh, was able to rally. And yeah, this was a, this was a good match. I like this a lot. Yeah, it was a hell of a way to start 2022 for Jody Threat. Like you said, she had dropped her last two in Limitless. Had really had trouble kind of finding her footing uh, out of the closed taping era with Limitless. But this is a good way to start. I mean, Mortar, first time we've seen him in singles action in quite some time. But he's got some big wins in Limitless Wrestling history under his belt. And he, he's nothing to sneeze at, whether in singles or tag competition. But I almost think letting his anger get the best of him and maybe not anticipating everything Jody Threat would bring to the table here because an incredible sequence, like you said, Jody Threat just piling it on at the end of this matchup and able to get by Mortar, a really physical matchup. But uh, I enjoyed this one for a last-minute substitution, and literally Mortar was selected from the Wrestling Open card earlier that day because on the way down, we were checking out what was going on. We I think we got there uh, just before intermission hit at Wrestling Open, so we missed the first half, but we were able to watch uh, some via the stream and uh, a really good outing from Mortar against Devontae's in the opening contest of Wrestling Open. Uh, and I knew that he'd be there. So that's what got him the spot against Jody Threat. And uh, even though coming out with a loss, I think he made the most of it. And I think uh, maybe even as a singles competitor, we'll see more of Mortar this year. Yeah. Next up, Ace Romero defeating uh, Ant- defeating Anthony Henry. And no JT done with AC Romero. Uh, went uh, solo, but you're as big as he is. That's good enough, right? Uh, Anthony Henry not intimidated early on. He was he was going power for power with Romero. Uh, eventually, you know, early on trying to go for a body slam, but couldn't get it. Eventually, hit the body slam. Later on, really just kind of worked a smart style to uh, to you not know, let Romero uh, inflict too much damage on him. Uh, ankle lock by Henry. Romero survived that, and then Ace Romero hitting the package pile dryer for the victory. His fifth straight singles win in Limitless. Two straight losses now. Anthony Henry in singles competition in Limitless. After the match, Romero offered a handshake, and Anthony Henry just walked away, flipped him off, and yeah, this was uh, another big win for Ace Romero. Again, his fifth straight singles win, and I'm sure JT Dunn somewhere was smiling at that. Yeah, he's got to be. Uh, Romero on a roll right now, and and I think a lot of frustration finally boiling over from Anthony Henry, who's had a tough few months in Limitless Wrestling, losing to JT Dunn in November losing the two out of three falls tag to MSP in December. And now this to Ace Romero at Limitless Worcester. Uh, definitely tough to be Anthony Henry right now in Limitless Wrestling. And I think we finally saw that come to a head after this match because he was coming into this pretty confident, even though Romero with the size advantage, with the power advantage. Uh, like you said, Henry really wrestled a smart match. He wasn't putting himself into compromising positions that were going to cost him but he still could not walk out of this with a victory, still couldn't get it done as Romero hit the package pile driver and big boy season moves into cut loose with a victory. Certainly did. Then we had a, a match. Uh, it's a classic Limitless Wrestling match. I did not uh, take too many notes of this because this was just kind of one of these that I feel like I've seen it before, but that's not like a slight. It's just this is if, if I was going to uh, 
put together a limitless tag team match to, to show for people that may not be familiar with the product, I'd probably put this one together. MSP defeating Prestigious, made up of uh, Channing Thomas and BRG. John Alba, you know, he was supposed to be there, Randy, but uh, I guess you booked him plane tickets to the wrong location. Wausau, Wisconsin, I've never even heard of that before. Early in this match, MSP missing the over-under on Prestigious and Thomas and BRG hit a nice spike pal driver that almost got three. MSP was able to get out of that. So this is kind of an interesting sequence to lead to the end. Uh, really smart tag team wrestling. BRG went up for, it was going to be a double team maneuver off the top, almost like a doomsday device. But uh, Aiden Agar leaning back to escape it with help from uh, Danger Kid to avoid the attack. BRG went over. That led to the uh, them hitting the over-under. And then the spine check later on from Danger Kid on BRG gave MSP the victory in their third straight and traditional tag team competition. Again, MSP looking good. Fans are into this. And this is a solid, again, a solid by the by the book, but like in a really great way, uh, limitless tag team match. Good, uh, good representation there. I thought so, too. And this was uh, this was an opportunity for both teams to kind of showcase themselves in, uh, the, you know, they haven't been in Worcester very much. I think MSP just debuted a few months ago in Worcester for the first time. Uh, I think BRG as well. And I'm actually not sure if Channing Thomas had ever wrestled in that building yet. but. Um, a very fun matchup. They've wrestled before, like you said, numerous times. I think we saw this for the first time in tag team action uh, on the road. Then we saw it in trios action uh, with Mac Daniels and Alexander Lee included on their various sides at the first event back. Patience is a virtue in June. And this was a nice little uh, get right for MSP with Prestigious because obviously Prestigious spoiling that moment with MSP and Alexander Lee back in June, getting the victory and, uh, you know, kind of offsetting their momentum for a few months in Limitless Wrestling as we got back to live events. But now MSP hitting on all cylinders, prestigious, like you said, no John Alba, no Mac Daniels either with them. Right, right. Channing and BRG on their own, and they couldn't get the job done. So uh, it, it's been hot and cold for prestigious because they really went into that four-on-four against Team Davian in September with a lot of momentum behind them. They were derailed when John Alba gets sent packing, had a tough few months in trios competition. They end up getting back on track at Fresh Blood. Channing Thomas wins a singles match against Jigsaw. All looks right in the world, and now they've dropped two straight. So I'm not really sure what's going on in the world of prestigious. Uh, John Alba's going to have to figure something out for his boys, especially now that his ban has been lifted, uh, unfortunately, for all of us. True. And I'm sure Matt Hardy will soon uh, feel the same angst that we do about dealing with John Alba, right? Yes, uh, I can only imagine. Uh, and then the uh, second to last match of the night, this was uh, one that really had a, a big fight feel going into this. Rip Bison picking up a victory over Masha Slamovich. Both had busy weekends, I was mentioned on the broadcast. And uh, yeah, so talk a little bit about how often, you said there were seven shows uh, during this uh, during this stretch, uh, during the wrestle, and, and both Rip and Masha were on a few of them, right? Yeah, I can't believe Masha Slamovich was able to walk upright. Um, I'm pretty sure she either tied for or did the most shows during the weekend because I believe she did Uncharted on Thursday. She did Heavy Lies the Crown and the Action Sup Super Show both on Friday. And may I remind you, one of those matches was a Fans Bring the Weapons match where she got carved up. And one then, of your favorites. Oh, yeah. And then on Saturday, 
Uh, I watched her have a war with Mickey Knuckles just a few hours ahead of wrestling Rip Bison. So a long, tedious, brutal weekend for Masha Slamovich. In my opinion, the MVP of Restival for uh, how much she did and how many times she went out there and how successful she was uh, in the meantime. But not picking up a victory here against Rip Bison, who had a great weekend himself, 2-0 and throughout the weekend. Uh, he wrestled on the Action Sup Super Show. It was his debut for both promotions, and he got a victory in the process and got one here against a rising star in professional wrestling in Masha Slamovich, who, uh, as we've said, you know, signed an Impact Wrestling contract recently onwards and upwards for her as we go into 2022. But Rip Bison really making it happen at Restival and uh, making a name for himself with uh, some new eyes on the product and some new eyes on Rip Bison. Yeah, and what's interesting is I haven't seen Rip Bison booed in like in I don't think his limitless tenure and kind of a testament to the different fan base and again how much of a, a MVP and they were chanting MVP after the end of this match at, at Masha Slamovich there were more fans cheering for Masha Slamovich I think Rip was was slightly taken aback but you know he's crazy enough where he'll just use that to his advantage but it was a, a little bit different limitless crowd than usual yeah it definitely was um and we saw that on a few different occasions throughout the night but Masha's beloved in that building and I think if anything, we knew, even if that match was presented in Yarmouth or Herman, I think there would be a split crowd because Masha always has her diehards for her. But uh, especially in Worcester and especially after the weekend that she had had, I think I think people had seen how much she had done and she had gone through the ringer and uh, to hell and back really that weekend and was still upright, ready to fight. And I think people really respect that. Yep. This is, a, again, a hard-hitting affair. I, I wrote down brother and sister. It felt like a family fight. Um, two, <laughs> yeah, yeah, two, yeah, two that. I mean, these two you could see, like, teaming at any time. They could fight for a fight forever type thing. I mean, this was a, a really good, unique pairing. It almost seemed, like, related, you know? Uh, we saw a Tiger Driver on Rip Bison. Almost got a three-count. A Bison coming back with a Love Gun Lariat. That almost got a three-count. The end came uh, really smart by Rip Bison. Slambich had uh, the sleeper on the mat. Uh, it looked like Bison was almost going to go to sleep. He smartly, smartly rotates over, puts his weight on Slambich's shoulders, and was able to get the pin and the victory. Fans booed because they didn't want to see Masha lose. However, second straight limitless win for Rip Bison in singles competition and Masha's second straight loss in limitless competition. And again, she got the MVP chant afterward. This is a solid match and one uh, I'd love to see in Yarmouth or have them team up. Or there, there's uh, Masha Zanovich is a good addition to limitless wrestling whenever she's available. And of course, Rip is Rip. I agree. Um, I'm going to try to have Masha a lot more. She actually, I don't think, has ever wrestled in the Yarmouth venue since we've been back. That's um, right. Yeah. I, I think the only match she ever had there, uh, maybe, the, maybe there was two. I think she wrestled Jody Threat singles and she may have been in a scramble one time. So I think that she was yeah. there a little bit at the tail end of 2019, maybe early 2020, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, maybe it was just one match there. But uh, since we've been back, I don't believe she's been in Yarmouth at all. I think it's just been Herman. So uh, Herman and Worcester now, but uh, I'd love to get her in the mix a little more in 2022. There's a lot of members of this roster. I'd love to see her mix it up with. So we'll see. Yeah. So she was, she made her debut of fresh blood in 2019 at the AMVETS. Follow that up uh, actually at the AMVETS against Jody threat. So she's been there twice. That was in twilight zone. Then it was, yeah, it was the road. Travis Huckabee, Becca, and then Abra Everett and Herman. And then, uh, Davian and Herman. Yeah. So that was, uh, that's her, her run. So yeah, looking forward to seeing her again. She's, uh, 
she's a talent. Someone I think has, has had a, a nice, yeah, nice breakout in 2021. I think it's going to be, you know, bigger things ahead for her. She gets a bigger spotlight in 2022. And speaking of big spotlights, Randy, this main event was uh, the biggest spotlight of all. You have the, the rising star, Limitless Wrestling World Champion, Alec Price taking on the old guard, J.D. Drake, someone that has competed for this title before, unsuccessful, one of the candidates for Wrestler of the Year 2021. Alec Price picking up the victory against J.D. Drake. This was, uh, I say this is an awesome match. It's an understatement. I think it's a match of the year candidate already. So mark that down in your Google Docs, everybody, so you don't forget about this, even though it was on January 1st. This was awesome. It started out with a chant I had never heard before. New champ, old champ. I had never heard that chant before at a pro wrestling show. Uh, the, the crowd was kind of split. And again, this was a you know Massachusetts guy and Alec Price. You know, Price is up early, and then when action spilled the outside, Drake took advantage of it, hit that beautiful-looking uh, bounce to the outside of the ropes and, and bounced off with a forearm right to Alex's face. Chops even hit a thumb to the eye. So he was he was in this to win this. He came to play, headbutts back in the ring, kicks. He just unloaded his arsenal. He pretty much both guys did. This was uh, this was so great. But Price agility got him back in the match. Drake just would not stop. Missed the Vader bomb, gave Price an opening. Price started taking two chops and getting right back up. Hulk Hogan style, brother. You know, he was getting all fired up. Uh, hit a springboard tornado DDT and so on. And then this is a battle of sleepers on the inside. Uh, uh, Jay Drake hit this nasty looking sleeper suplex on Price. Price later came back with a blockbuster. That got two. I mean, this just kept going and going and going. It was so great. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, he caught Price with a uh, uh, Drake pulled out a surprise kick on Alec Price, can you believe that? How cool is that? I did not expect that. He is, uh, I mean, again, we we can say all these superlatives about him, and people don't think he's as agile as it is. He had this sweet-looking Enziguri earlier in the match. He had that surprise kick. He had this top-rope fire thunder driver for two. I mean, he he literally, I say he unloaded the arsenal. Both guys did, but he just, I mean, balls out for both guys. Uh, But, yeah, Drake had uh, had Price out of it, but, you know, hit the – the drill bit in the prize possession, the surprise kick, get another kick out. This was just a, this was just an amazing match. And Price ended up hitting the surprise kick again for a second straight time, getting the victory. This was again, fans go crazy. This was, this was awesome. Uh, good match. Price is emotional immediately after the match. Fans started pounding the ring, kind of one of those moments. And then afterward, Al Price wanted a handshake, told you Drake, how much I love you. These two have competed in the ring before. And Price has talked about, actually talked in my podcast a while ago about uh, how he views J.D. Drake as his wrestling dad, in a sense. Wanted, wanted to get the respect from in the ring. And J.D. Drake flips him off, just like Anthony Henry did earlier in, in his match with Ace Romero, you know, the work horseman. He flips him off and just walks away, pissed off they lost, but didn't change anything. Alec Price, still the Limitless Wrestling World Champion after a banger of a match with J.D. Drake. Awesome stuff. I mean, what more can I say? Uh, this was such a joy to watch in person. And like you said, like from the entrances to the stare down in the ring to the opening bell, an amazing environment before anything even happened, which is really cool. The new new champ, old champ chance. Uh, people really, you know, the, it was really a split environment, which you don't always see uh in professional wrestling but drake came to win like you said he was wrestling to win that match and walk out champion it's his third shot at the championship and he wasn't trying to let it go to waste we don't typically see anyone kick out of that surprise kick i think that shocked the entire room because jd drake just had so much in the tank i think he's at peak physical condition for where he's ever been at as a professional wrestler 
and uh, just still couldn't get the job done with Alec Price. And I have to assume, just like Anthony Henry, the frustration of, you know, watching this new generation surpass you in terms of success here in Limitless Wrestling. It has to eat away at you and uh, has to get frustrating after a while. And I think that's what we saw at the end of the match, even though Alec kind of pouring his heart out to J.D. Drake about how much this match meant, how much J.D. has meant. Um, and behind the scenes, you know, I know that's true. J.D. Drake, especially as we went into the closed taping era, such a locker room leader for guys who are new on the scene or uh, guys who are trying to get out there a little more. He, he's been very helpful to a lot of the Limitless Wrestling roster. And um, I, I think it shocked Alec Price to see where he stood at the end of that match. But I can understand. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, I, I think J.D. went into this with full confidence that he was walking out champion. And when you're stunned like that uh, from Alec Price, who's someone you've beaten before, I think it's got to sting more than normal. So I uh, got to understand where J.D. is coming from. But just if you haven't seen this one, go out of your way to check this one out. Uh, it's not an understatement to say it's a match of the year candidate already and will be at the end of the year. Um, some insane feats of athleticism seen in this matchup. I ha- Like the... Alec, the the springboard tornado DDT, like you were talking about, for some reason that struck me watching that live. Just that uh, how how good you have to be to connect with that the way that Alec does. You know what I mean? Like it was just yep. some things in this match that were mind boggling a little bit to watch. And uh, I'm actually going to do my rewatch of that later today. So uh, I'm excited to sit down and check that one out again because it just it felt awesome in the moment. Yep, it was. Uh... It was, it was, it was great. It was absolutely great. Definitely a match of your candidate. And yeah. And, and I was surprised or maybe not surprised. Alec was, uh, was very emotional in the ring afterward. We've seen that before from him. What was, uh, when you talked to him afterwards, what was he, what was he saying? What was the, his reaction, how things went? I kind of knew going into this, that emotions would be running high, especially for Alec, because everything he said is totally true. Like he, uh, really views J.D. Drake as someone who's helped push him forward and progress his wrestling career. Like, so the first time that they went head-to-head was Twilight Zone. Uh, I, I believe J.D. was scheduled to wrestle someone else that night originally. The match had to be called off for some reason, and J.D. went into the, that show with an, kind of an open contract. No one, uh, No match had been set for him. It was an open challenge to the back, and Alec Price stepped up, and that was – That was really the match that I feel put Alec Price on the map because he was just starting to get his footing in Limitless Wrestling. I literally think the month before it was him and CJ Cruz in the Let's Wrestle Showcase that was a dark match. Um, So that was the match that really kind of helped Alec take off. And uh, they've had their brush-ups in Limitless Wrestling a time or two before. But um, like I said, I I think the the pandemic, the closed taping era of Limitless Wrestling really brought – the crew together like to a, a kind of a new tight level that it had never been before. And I think that brought Alec and JD together behind the scenes. And I think that kind of stuff translates a little bit in a match of this magnitude and a match like this and a main event matchup for the richest prize in limitless wrestling. And the match that they had was absolutely incredible. So I think at the end of that, obviously you're letting emotions boil over a little bit, whether they're, uh, you know, happiness and elation or anger and frustration as it comes to J.D. Drake. Certainly. So that's in the past. We look ahead to the future. Saturday, January 22nd, Yarmouth and Vets, Yarmouth, Maine, the home of Limitless Wrestling. Cut loose. Tickets still available at limitlesswrestling.com slash tickets. And 
How are the tickets looking? Uh, we still got a few weeks ahead, but how are things going so far? Yeah, so front row, uh, I can't even talk. Uh, <laughs> front row completely sold out at this point. Uh, general admission tickets still available, limitlesswrestling.com slash tickets. So uh, if you want to grab yours, get them. Uh, the tickets are being sent out later this week. So uh, maybe by the end of this week or early next week, I would say, as you're listening to this podcast, you'll probably have your tickets in the mail if you've purchased them already. Nice. And on the card, Ray, we've talked about before, Big V versus Charles Mason, the dog collar match. This one has been building to a clash before. Again, this goes back to Charles Mason cutting up a picture of uh, Big Beef's dog to using the uh, bring out a collar uh, from the dog in the last match that they had and just mocking him and really just trying to tweak him. And we saw Big Beef make a surprise appearance at the last show uh, in Yarmouth and challenging uh, Charles Mason for this uh, dog collar match. Came out with a collar, so this is going to be violent as all get out for the first time ever. Becca looking to continue her role in the early part of 2022, taking on the debuting Hyam. In a, in a limitless wrestling ring for the first time. The big boys from Bear Country are in action. I'm looking forward to that. J.D. Drake, awesome. He's going to be on this show too. Dirty Dango returning, always fun. And, and uh, Kevin Blackwood uh, uh, coming up on preparing his run at PWG's BOLA, Battle of Los Angeles, and returning to Limitless. What else should we know about the show that I didn't say already? That's all we've got announced so far. Uh, Becca and Hyann was just announced earlier today as we record this, but uh, a lot more announcements going to be coming in the next week. So uh, if you're paying attention, make sure you like Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, following at LWMain on Twitter, and Limitless Wrestling on Instagram because uh, we've got a ton more matches to announce and talent announcements coming in the next week. All right. And speaking of things coming up, Randy, I know this one is big to you. The return of Let's Wrestle for the first time since 2020 or 2019. No, you're uh, 2020 is correct. Uh, I think th- that was actually the last show that we had run was Let's Wrestle Volume 14 because I believe it was the first week of March. Yes, and it yeah, was okay. the, it was uh, it was the following day because I, I think we did Let's Wrestle um, maybe on like the seventh, and then the eighth I think was Anthony Green's Zero One event in Everett, Massachusetts. Uh, I went down there for that because. It was myself and Ava Everett kind of running the show that day as AG was in Germany, I believe. And that was the last weekend of shows for a long time because it was the following week that I remember Chaotic had an event that I think ended up having to be restricted capacity because we were starting to get into COVID concerns. And then the following week after that was the shutdown. And that, that was the week that we had scheduled our Yarmouth event for. So uh, that's really when it all went down. All right. So, yeah, Saturday, February 5th at a beautiful facility that Linus fans are familiar with at this point, the Morgan Hill Event Center in Herman, Maine. It's volume 15, Let's Rumble 2022. Tickets are available now at limitlesswrestling.com slash let's wrestle. So, again, not slash tickets slash let's wrestle. Already announced for the show. Look at this. We have the return of Let's Wrestle's champion, the last champion, the current champion, the mass hole, Mike McCarthy. He'll be in action. Iron Rip Bison on that show as well. AG, Anthony Green, and also the MSP. It's a good-looking card already, Randy. Yeah, we're stacking this one for the return show. Uh, A lot of faces. I mean, so many people left to announce because uh, I'll make it official right here. I think we've mentioned it a time or two in passing, but this will be obviously the return 
of the 30-person over-the-top rope Let's Rumble match. Uh, How could you have a show called Let's Rumble without that match? And uh, I think there's going to be an interesting twist to that match. So stay tuned to socials for Let's Wrestle. Make sure you're following everywhere. Let's Wrestle 207. Uh, We're going to have a big announcement regarding the actual Rumble itself in the coming days. But uh, some names actually from year one limitless who will be making their in-ring return at this show. It's going to be very exciting for, I think uh, the main wrestling community, I think the new England wrestling community, because uh, a lot of cool people making their return, even some folks from out of the country who we have not seen in quite some time. So interesting. this, this okay. is going to be a big party. I feel like for everybody involved, it's going to be a huge opportunity for some limitless dojo students who have been working their tails off to get some opportunities. They're going to have some on this show and uh, we're going to have a lot of the, uh, the usual crew, from back in the day, I say back in the day, but man, it's been, it's <laughs> been almost like it. two years since the Let's Wrestle event, almost two years. So it kind of is back in the day at this point. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited for that. And I'm also excited to bring it to a new and really nice facility. Like you said, the Morgan Hill event center, which we've kind of made our central main home now and, uh, awesome to be there. And I think we're going to have a working relationship with them for a long time moving forward. And for those uh, for those people who may not be familiar with Let's Wrestle, uh, Randy actually did a, a podcast on this uh, on this very feed uh, some time ago. And so, just kind of the, the quick uh, you know elevator pitch, as they say. So this is a completely separate promotion from Limitless. It's not necessarily like a feeder group, but you want it kind of explain if someone's to ask what's the difference between the two. How would yeah, you explain it? Absolutely. Um, we call it kind of the sister promotion to Limitless Wrestling, where it's it's kind of a mixed bag of some wrestlers who are on the limitless roster like we look at the uh the announced talent so far four of five are typically on every limitless wrestling show that's rip bison anthony green and msp but now really after these announcements we're going to start getting into some of the let's wrestle regulars like the mike mccarthy and this is where uh honestly a lot of roster members for limitless wrestling came from originally um this is where we first met the prize alec price this is where we first met mortar who uh, formerly known as CJ Cruz. This is where we first met Iron Rip Bison. So a lot of folks that you see on the Limitless roster today, they really kind of cut their teeth and worked their way up the ranks through Let's Wrestle. So this is going to be a mix of uh, some talent in the Northeast or the uh, New England area and some from Canada as well, who we don't necessarily get the chance to work with on a Limitless Wrestling show. This provides an opportunity to do that with a different group of people and to see some new faces and uh, it's a really a collective booking process, too, because uh, Danger Kid, Aiden Agro, Alexander Lee, uh, back in the day, Calvin Strange, bringing things to the table. And uh, we would all kind of uh, figure out as a group, you know, who do we want to work with moving forward and who do we need to take a look at for uh, maybe future opportunities in Limitless Wrestling. But it's also kind of a proving ground for the Limitless Dojo students. This is kind of where a lot of their first matches may take place. And uh, be kind of reminiscent of the road. There's a lot of opportunities to go around, so we'll see who can capitalize. Good stuff there. So, yeah, we recapped uh, Restival. We talked about uh, Cut Loose and also Let's Wrestle, coming back with Let's Rumble. Uh, anything else on your mind before we wrap it up? I, uh, I'm i unsure if we've touched on this previously. I don't think we did because there wasn't a show set, but I would like to make the announcement that the Let's Wrestle shows moving forward are coming to IWTV. Uh So if you're not able to be there February 5th, which again, tickets are on sale, limitlesswrestling.com slash let's wrestle. 
This is going to be coming to IWTV later on. So um, you'll be able to check this show out in full. We're going to have Johnny Torres and top shelf Troy Nelson in the house providing some commentary. So uh, it's going to feel just like a Limitless Wrestling show, but with some new faces involved. And yeah, I think you had mentioned before you were you were kind of like you were thinking about working towards it or something like that. Do you, do we know if it's going to be? I think I asked at the time: is it going to be in the same feed as Limitless for those IWTV users? Or are you going to get kind of its own country as its own separate promotion and so on? I think we're going to put it in its own separate feed. Uh, so I think there'll be a less wrestle section as well as a Limitless Wrestling section that you can look for on IWTV. But uh, once we get that set up for sure, um, we'll have the announcement out there before the first show goes up. Look at you growing your media empire with this the second brand. Look at you, huh? Hey, I mean, it's a totally different thing. It's its, its own entity. We've got uh, its own championships as well. So, I mean, it really is its own thing. I think it deserves its own feed. Yep, I agree. I agree. Well, with that said, a uh, good point that you're, if you're not subscribed to independentwrestling.tv, you can do so now with the code LIMITLESS. Helps out the promotion quite a bit. And you can watch well over 100 hours of Limitless with some of the shows we've, we've talked about in the past. Obviously, the Restival show that we mentioned, plus indie shows from all over the world. Some of the things that Randy was talking about uh, earlier. You can follow uh, Limitless on Twitter, LWMain, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as well. Follow Randy, Randy underscore Carver LW on Twitter. Follow me, Josh Nason, on Twitter. And obviously, LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs. We'll talk to you. I don't know if it'll be next week or the week after, but very soon in this very feed for episode 102, we'll talk more about, uh, yeah, Let's Wrestle. We'll talk more about uh, the next Limitless show as well. And, yeah, we're off and running in 2022. For Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. And until next time, be limitless. <laughs>